0: Welcome to Good Patron, a production of UTR Media. I am your host, Garrett Godfrey, and on this show, we will explore what it means to be a good patron, asking how each of us can be a good patron of the bands and musicians we appreciate. I am glad you're here, so stick around, because we have got some exploring to do. Now, if you saw the episode title, you already know some of the artists I'll be covering, but here is the full rundown of everyone in this episode. Caroline Cobb, Ross King, Megan Duke... Holly Abraham, Matt Searles, Greg LaFollette, Levin and Liturgies, Devin Pogue, Ben Hod, Red, and Eric Clayton. And if you've listened before, you also know that I'll cover one way you can be a good patron and issue you a challenge. But first, I'd like to tell you about our Spotlight campaign. <music> Caroline Cobb has been putting out great music for years as a singer-songwriter with a particular interest in telling the stories of Scripture through her songs. It all started back in 2011, when she began working on her goal to write a song from every book of the Bible. Her earlier projects, The Blood and the Breath and A Home and a Hunger, both do an amazing job of telling some of the grand stories of the Bible. But she's got an active Kickstarter campaign right now to put out two more albums— specifically telling the story of Jesus. Here is a clip of one of her earlier songs, There is a Mountain, so you've got an idea what she sounds like. $10 gets you the digital pre-release of both albums a week or two before general release. $20 gets you that, plus a download of her last album, A Home and Hunger. $30 gets you all of that, plus CD copies of the two new albums. And there are more options available. So head over to Kickstarter and search for Caroline Cobb. But act fast. This campaign closes soon. Valentine's Day, Friday night, February 14th. The campaign is fully funded, so it will happen but her goal is really only half of what the cost will be. So any way you can help out would be really appreciated. And in the case of saving the best for last, I present to you the conversation I had last week with Caroline Cobb about this campaign. So you've recently launched a Kickstarter campaign for a pair of new albums. And as of this recording, this campaign is still live and it's already fully funded. Now, your previous works traced the the whole grand story of the Bible, but these two albums focus in specifically on the life of Jesus and then the anticipation of his return. What motivated you to drill in so specifically on those themes?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I I mean, I think my initial answer is just that um, he is the person and the character that this whole big story really hinges on and finds its fulfillment in. And so the last couple albums, as you mentioned, were this big panoramic picture, but they were really about him because all of those stories tied in and foreshadowed Jesus. Um, And so I think that I really wanted to get in close because he was not just this idea or this um, concept, but he's this real person and he lived a real life, and he had real relationships, and he got very up close with people, um, just the stories of his compassion and his healings and the way he spoke to people and touched them. And so I don't know. I think I I just had this desire to kind of zoom in on him. Um, even in my own personal walk and relationship, I don't want God to be a concept or um, an idea that's fun to understand and study. I want to have this personal, up-close relationship with him. So I, I had written a few songs that fit into this concept. And a lot of times the albums that I make kind of follow what I'm learning on my own and some of the songs I've written on my own. And then I kind of fill in the blanks so that it's a whole cohesive concept. Um, so in some ways I had written some of these Jesus songs and I was like I just want to write more. So that's really how it how it happened.
0: That's awesome. Are are there any of the songs from this that when you finished it it surprised you?
1: Yeah, so I'm still deciding which songs to record. Um but the first thing that I think of is um a song called Turn the Tables and I really wanted to write a song about how Jesus went into the temple and turned over the tables um, because I think there's a lot of songs about Jesus, but they often are sort of the non controversial <laughs> parts of his life. And he also, you know, had some moments where it kind of makes us a little bit uncomfortable. Um, so for some reason, that particular story really. I wanted to explore that in my own heart. And so I listened to this old uh, A.W. Tozer sermon um, from a long time ago about that passage on a really long road trip by myself when I was going to play some shows in Tennessee. And as I listened to it, that really inspired this song. And it struck me that um, the people of God back then were making this industry of the spiritual life of God's people. So they were selling goods the goods people needed for sacrifice, but a lot of times they were exploiting people and selling them for too high of a price and they're kind of making money off of worship. And that's what made Jesus so mad. And they were doing it in this outer court where the Gentiles really representing like the nations, they were supposed to be able to go in and worship, but it was very industrialized, you know? And so people couldn't get in. It was just overcrowded in that not in a physical sense, but just in a spiritual sense, I think. It may be in a physical sense, too. And so that made me think about how that's not so far off from what we're finding and doing sometimes today. And I've even felt that temptation, I don't know if I'd call it that, but like just struggle and tension in myself with all the self-promotion and everything like that. It's uh, So I wrote some lines at the end of the song that are really personal to us today. And they say, like, do you want to make a cut on the story? Do you want to see your name in lights? Do you want a percentage of the glory? It's not something you commodify. And I think, yeah, so just, I don't know. I'm still, you know, uh, wrestling with that. Uh, And it's a little bit of a a song that it's like, um, you know, it surprised me in that even as I'm saying these things and want to live it out, it's also very convicting and very I think presses in on some things that we're struggling with as a culture, a Christian culture, anyway. So anyway, we'll see. I don't even know if I'm going to finish. If that's going to make it on the album, I hope it does. But um, yeah, that's that's what I thought of when you asked that question. So
0: was it hard selecting which specific stories you want to tell to begin with, or is it just as you're encountering it in the Gospels, it kind of grabs you, or or how did you come about picking the topics you wanted to cover?
1: Yeah, I mean. I think that I have abandoned the idea of writing a uh, totally, you know, covering all the bases on Jesus's life. I think that you know, obviously he's a he's a person in a, and all the stories in the in the gospels, just you could just write a million songs about those things. Uh, So, I was just trying to think through, you know, what are some stories that have really captured me? What do I think is really important? And to be honest, I'm still writing. I have the recording set up for about three weeks from now, but I'm still writing because I just have tried to really pour in in these last few weeks before the record to see if I can write even more songs and want the best songs to rise up to the top. So for this one, I've been writing a lot from, there's two records, like you mentioned. One is more, is looking to be more like an Advent um, album and I had been writing a lot from Isaiah over the years, and I just oh, all of them wow, yeah. felt like Advent songs. Um, but I'd also written a few Christmas songs, so that record felt more clear. And then this Jesus record, more of like His life. Um, that's more about you know the anticipation of His birth and His return. But this is more about His life. I had written a few songs um, that fit into that kind of concept, but I am just trying to explore. And I think my big hope is that people that listen would kind of have this personal, just be reminded that he was a real person and that he wants to get up close to them and just not to downplay him as like a, a theory or a concept, but to see him as a human that was also, you know, fully God, of course. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. So what are some of the best ways, uh, because the show is all about how, fans can become good patrons? What are some of the best ways you can think of for fans to help support indie artists like yourself?
1: Yeah, I think, oh, there's so many ways. Um, I think this is, this podcast is such a gift, as I mentioned to you before, for indie artists. And so just by listening to this, I think that's saying that you value the arts and you value this kind of thing Um, in our culture that's all about efficiency and utility, you know, Pushing back against that. Um, So, I think a few different things come to mind, but I think the best way is just to stay engaged and, you know, tell others about it. And maybe you're hosting a house concert and that's the way you're telling people about it or um, sharing. And then I think another thing that came to my mind is telling a person, like a songwriter that you love, how a specific song has really specifically encouraged you or moved you. I think. As a songwriter, as just artists, sometimes we do all this work and we work so hard on something and then we just put it out there and you don't really know the fruit that it's bearing or what it's doing. And so when someone emails you or sends you a message that says, this specific song, and this line it mattered because of this. And obviously I don't feel like people owe me that or God owes me that. But at the same time, that's always super encouraging and that's obviously something free that you can do. And um, it helps people feel like, Oh, this does matter, you know? So, and then obviously supporting through things like Kickstarter, which has been a huge gift for me. um, Not being able to tour as much or, you know, uh, not being on a label something like Kickstarter enables me to do things really well or as well as I can. And so all the ways that you can support financially like Kickstarter and buying music and even just listening on Spotify and liking and things like that, it really does go a long way.
0: Very cool. And then off topic of your current campaign, are there any other indie artists that you've been digging lately that you would like to give a shout out for?
1: Oh man, I have have a lot of I I love indie artists and their music, and so I think that it's really easy for me to maybe go overboard and give you a million names, but a few people that came to my mind, some local musicians here in Dallas um, that have become friends and they've played with me, Paul Deemer, Graham Jones. Um, he just finished a Kickstarter for his first album, and then my friend Tricia, who's going by In Earnest. They're all amazing another friend is Micah and Michelle. They're a couple in Seattle who, um, we used to live in California together and they're putting out this record of songs that follows the structure of the daily office. So each song represents like a certain time of day. And I love concept albums like that oh, that yeah. are meant to, you know, like come alongside us, yeah. um, in a specific way. Uh, and then of course I love all the UTR artists that I've gotten to know, like Taylor Linhart and Jess Ray and Wild Harbors and Matthew Clark and so many others, Krista Wells, all those people.
0: So head over to Kickstarter and search for Caroline Cobb, but act fast. This campaign closes soon. Valentine's Day, February 24th.
2: This UTR media podcast is brought to you by the new EP from Arkansas-based singer-songwriter Sammy Lee Roller. Run to Thee by Sammy Lee Roller is a praise-filled and prayer-filled project that celebrates the refuge we have in God.
3: But I'm not sure I've lost it all completely.
2: Run to Thee by Sammy Lee Roller is available now on Spotify and all music platforms.
4: For the 11th consecutive and final year... UTR Media gives you a chance to win our biggest stack of music. Enter to win 2020 Minutes of Music. That's a stack of over 45 CDs, and over half of them are autographed by the likes of Royce Lovett, Krista Wells, Burlap to Cashmere, Jess Ray, Andrew Peterson, and many more. This is our final year of the Minutes of Music contest, so don't miss your chance to win. Click on the contest link at utrmedia.org.
2: This UTR podcast is sponsored by the new book, Mythical Me Finding Freedom from Constant Comparison. Here's the author, Rochella Parham.
4: For so many years, I compared myself with other people constantly even going so far as to creating a mythical composite woman against whom I compared myself. It was a trap, and I was stuck there for years. I wanted a way out, and I found it. With the help of God and many of His people, I learned a different way to see
3: myself.
2: The new book, Mythical Me, by Rochella Parham is published by InterVarsity Press and is available now at Amazon and IVPress.com. And look for UTR's interview with Rochella on UTRmedia.org.
0: So what one tip do I have for you on how to be a good patron? Short answer, support their side hustle if they have one but the really interesting stuff is in the long answer. So here's where this good patron challenge came from. Someone I follow on Twitter and really respect is both an Anglican priest and an assistant professor of New Testament with his doctorate, a writer of books and articles for both print and outlets online, and he's just launched a podcast that's a collaboration between InterVarsity Press and Christianity Today's creative studio. The man I'm speaking of is Dr. Esau McCauley, and his brand new podcast is titled The Disruptors. He just released his first episode and it's a great conversation with hip hop artist Show Baraka. They talked a bit about how much the music industry has changed over the past couple decades and how artists have had to adjust to that. I'm going to play a clip where Dr. McCauley introduces Show Baraka and we'll hear what Show has to say about alternative revenue streams beyond just his work as a hip hop artist.
2: Show articulated this need for the freedom that comes with financial independence. The need for the artist to be free to create the art that they feel like God has called them to do. He used to write with this idea of this this person who was supervising his work. And he became free as an artist when he got rid of that gaze. And so Sho wanted to be free of certain kind of institutional barriers but so that he would be free to tell the church the truth not so that he'll be free to build his own brand and make a kingdom for himself or free to be critical without hope but he wanted to be free to tell the truth you could be a revolutionary but you still got to pay your bills i think one the record industry or the music industry has forced individuals like myself who you know who probably made their their career off of making music it's forced us to find other alternatives of bringing in revenue because music doesn't sell the way it used to maybe like seven eight years ago and so you have to find out how to create content in ways that bring in revenue for you and create content that brings attention to your platform and your brand so for me I've truly always felt like I was more than just a rapper. And so uh, I get contracts and jobs doing things that don't require me to actually put bars together and rhyme. It's like, you know, so for me, that is um, an actual thing. And I I also will probably say it's a sociological and political reason. I think certain there's certain stigmas that come along with you just saying you're a rapper. People don't think you have like some sort of astuteness to you to to speak to issues and to life. And so when you say, all right, well, I'm, I'm a creative then people seem to have a little bit more uh, leniency with you speaking into political and social issues.
0: That got me thinking about the artists I know that have side gigs. And I wondered how many more there were. I know that Nick Flora also DJs for events. I know that Chris Taylor and Jimmy Abeg both do amazing painting. I know that Rachel Wilhelm makes incredible soap and does writing. But I threw the question out in a Facebook group with a lot of indie artists I like. And I found out that a lot of them teach music lessons. Some teach cooking classes or do freelance writing, carve wood, photography, or make jewelry. So when you're thinking about all the different ways you can support the singers or songwriters you love, sometimes it might be in ways that don't even have anything to do with their music, support their side hustle. And if you do that, I'd love to hear about which artist it was and how you supported them. Tweet about it and mention at good patron so I'm sure to see it. Or you can direct message me or drop me an email, goodpatronpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear about it. And check out the rest of the podcast episode with Baraka. The link will be in the show notes. And I've got quite a few more artists and projects to tell you about. So please stick around to find out about some opportunities you have to help some specific artists with some active campaigns and pre-orders right after this quick break.
4: This UTR Media Podcast is brought to you by the latest EP by singer-songwriter Weston Skaggs.
3: Till I see you again yeah,
4: Till I See You Again by Weston Skaggs was carefully crafted at Old Bear Studios and contains songs with honest storytelling and spiritual reflections. For there's
3: a river flowing through. The will gather at the shore.
4: Find Till I See You Again by Weston Skaggs on Spotify and all major music platforms.
3: This UTR Media podcast is brought to you by the latest full
2: length album by the many. <laughs> Love is Greater Than Fear by The Many is a timely album of congregational songs that carry the themes of genuine love, deep compassion, and a longing for justice. You can find Love is Greater Than Fear by The Many on Spotify, iTunes, and all major music platforms.
0: Welcome back to the second half of the episode. On this show, I cover all the campaigns that are active right now that I think merit your attention. But if something comes out between episodes, you might not hear about it on the show. But if you follow the show on Twitter, at Good Patron, you can see what campaigns we're tweeting about all the time, even between episodes. And if you want to follow up on the campaigns I'm about to share with you, I've got links for those campaigns in the show notes too. And I know it's been a while since the last episode, but I'd done a giveaway of a couple CDs after the last episode, so here's the news. Professor Allen from the podcast Dorkness to Light won the Sarah Groves Christmas album, and singer-songwriter Stephen McNeil won the Zach Winters CD. So congratulations to both of you. On with the campaigns. Ross King is working on his first full-length album in five years and has launched a Kickstarter campaign for the project – And thank you, Dave Trout, for sharing this campaign in the Facebook group as soon as it launched. You may remember Ross King from his EP, We Know How This Thing Ends, a few years back. Or maybe you just discovered him last year when he released his single, Things That I'm Afraid Of. Or maybe today is the day you first hear his music. Here is a clip of that song, Things That I'm Afraid Of, so you've got an idea what he sounds like.
3: I am shaking and my heart's pounding. You always take me, make me lie down in peaceful fields where I can clear my head. I get so overcome with anxiety Like there's an enemy living inside of me Like a mocker yelling out, telling lies to me And I don't feel brave, but I don't have to be Cause I walk through the valley of shadows And it scared me half to death But you're with me everywhere I go So I don't give up yet My fear would surely kill me If I didn't know the truth The things that I'm afraid of $10
0: $10 gets the CD or the download, whichever you want, or both. 25 gets you a signed CD and a personalized email or charts and lead sheets for the songs. And there are other options on this new album, like shirts and even a limited edition acoustic version of the whole album. So head over to Kickstarter and search for Ross King. Check out his new album. This campaign closes Friday, February 28th. Megan Duke has launched a Kickstarter campaign for her debut album to be titled Heart on Fire. In her Kickstarter bio, she says that she's a mom, wife, missionary, and worship leader. She is also a gifted singer. Here is a clip of her song Behold the King from last year, so you've got an idea what she sounds like.
3: Behold the king of eternal ages Who dared to dream to redeem creation The mystery that is unfolding Revelation of the one named Holy The risk he took to commit $25
0: gets to the digital download of the album, $50 for an early signed CD of the album, and she has more options available. So head over to Kickstarter and search for Megan Duke, that's M-E-G-A-N, and listen to some of her songs and check out her campaign. But do it fast, because this campaign closes Tuesday, February 18th. Next, we're going to hop across to the other side of the pond. Holly Abraham is an indie pop folk singer-songwriter, originally from Wales, but now based in Bristol. She combines thought-provoking lyrics with beautiful raw vocals to create songs that draw you in. And she's launched a Kickstarter campaign for a new five-song EP. Here is a clip of her song, Refined in Fire, so you've got an idea what she sounds like.
3: It seems like all I've known
0: And just because I really dig her voice, here is a clip of her song Shore
3: Because you know, you saw my heart now I'm yours, and though I cannot always feel you, I know you're there pulling me back towards the show and I
0: £5 gets you a physical copy of the EP mailed anywhere in the world. £10 gets you a signed CD and two handwritten song lyric sheets of your choice. For £20, you get a signed CD and handwritten lyric sheets for all five songs with her thoughts and descriptions about the inspiration behind the songs and what they mean to her. And she's got more options available as well. So head over to Kickstarter and search for Holly Abraham. This campaign closes Tuesday, March 31st. And while we're over in the UK, let's talk about Matt Searles in Oxford. He's been doing some amazing work over the years, writing some great songs, but he's not really the one performing the songs. Instead, he gets an all-star cast of musicians and singers to bring his songs to life. A few years back, he put out an album titled Tumbling Sky, Psalms for Weary Souls, and in another album, Watches of the Night, which were psalms and hymns, of longing, and confidence, and hope. Now he's launched a Kickstarter campaign for a new album titled Psalms for Congregations. The vision for the album is, as you can imagine, to present psalms in a way that would be singable for a congregation. In fact, they'll be road-testing these songs, and only the ones that are truly singable, even in a small congregation, will make the album. Most of the songs are new words Taken very closely from the psalms, set to existing hymn tunes, so folks will be able to sing them. Here is a clip of one of the songs from his Kickstarter video, so you've got an idea what it might sound like. But please keep in mind this is a really rough recording in the video.
3: Bless the Lord Sweet, sweet.
0: £10 gets to the download of the album, £25 gets to the download and a CD mailed anywhere in the world, and he's got more options available. So head over to Kickstarter and search for Matt Searles. That's S-E-A-R-L-E-S. This campaign closes Saturday, February 22nd. And while we're talking about music specifically for the church, we've got a handful of other campaigns that you really should know about. Greg LaFollette, has been involved in more than 100 records in his career. He recently put out the album Songs of Common Prayer back in 2018 that put to music some of the Book of Common Prayer. Now he's launched a Kickstarter campaign to put out a new full-length album of songs for the church to be titled I'll Wait for You, My Love. And in parentheses, it has new old hymns. All the lyrics were written over 100 years ago, but the melodies are modern, and written to be simple enough to be picked up quickly, but substantial enough to have staying power. And, like Matt Searles with his project, Greg's ultimate goal is that these songs would be a perfect fit to be used congregationally. And he's pulling together a stellar group of contributors, including Jason Gray, Taylor Linhart, Jess Ray, and many more. Here is a clip of Most Merciful God from the album Songs of Common Prayer, so you've got an idea of his songwriting and the quality of music he's putting out. Most merciful God, we confess that we have
3: sinned against you By what we have done, by what we have left undone $12
0: $12 gets an early download of the album, 15 gets the CD an early download, and he's got more options available. So head over to Kickstarter and search for I'll Wait For You, My Love. This campaign closes Thursday, February 27th. Okay, so here's a shout out to Rachel for posting this in our Facebook group. Leaven and Liturgies is actually a community effort that came out of a meetup in Texas for creative folks to get together and share food and stories and ideas with one another, and perhaps collaborate. And they've launched a Kickstarter campaign for an album that will present eight songs from Romans 8, released the 8th of October. $8 gets an early download of the album. And then they have other options available as well. So head over to Kickstarter and search for Leaven. L-E-A-V-E-N. Check it out. This campaign closes Monday, March 2nd. And thanks again to Rachel for sharing this next one with us as well. Devin Pogue has launched a GoFundMe to raise funds to complete two recording projects. One is an EP on Jeremiah, and the other will be a series of songs from Scripture, Liturgy, Retuned Hymns, and the Book of Common Prayer, all songs meant to equip the church. The albums will be released free when they come out, but David's looking to raise the funds to get them recorded well. As a supporter at any level, you'll receive early downloads of the albums, but he also has options for custom songs, house shows, and more. So head over to GoFundMe and search for Devin Pogue. Shiloh Ben-Had is an Israeli worship leader in the Jerusalem area and has recently launched an Indiegogo campaign for a new 10-song album of Israeli worship music and will also release an English version of the album. $15 $15 gets an early download, 25 for a signed CD, and then he's got more options available. So head over to Indiegogo and search for Shiloh, that's S-H-I-L-O Ben Hod, that's H-O-D. This campaign closes in early April. And I want to give a shout-out to Ian Moss over at JesusWired.com for letting us know about this next one. Hard rock band Red are releasing the new album, Declaration, on April 10th, but are currently offering a pre-order for a limited-edition black and red swirl vinyl, the CD, jackets, and more, over at their website. Here's a clip of their new single, Sever, so you've got an idea what their new stuff sounds like. CD is $15, the CD and vinyl is $30, and they've got a lot more options there as well. So hit the link in the show notes to check out all the options for this new album. And thanks to Down the Line Zine for making sure we knew what was going on with Eric Clayton from Savior Machine. He's putting out music now as Eric Clayton and the Nine. It's still a symphonic, goth sound, and they're working on a new upcoming album titled A Thousand Scars and they're currently running a pre-order for it. 15 euros for the download, 25 euros for the CD and download, and then you've got a lot of other options. So the link for that pre-order will also be in the show notes. Okay, so if you're still listening this far into the show, you are a true fan, and if you have a thermoflask or a hydro flask or a skateboard or a guitar case or a laptop or any other thing you might want to put a sticker on, a small two-inch circle sticker of this show's logo DM me on Twitter, at GoodPatron, and let me know where you are, and I'll see if I can send a sticker or two your way. I really hope some of these campaigns in this episode have connected with you, and that you will follow up and check them out. If you end up backing or pre-ordering any one of them, or if you have any questions or feedback, or if you want to give me a heads up about a new campaign, I would love to hear from you. You can contact me via email, goodpatronpodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet at GoodPatron. If you're on Facebook, pop into the Crowdfunding Christian Music Group and share it with all of us. I am excited to keep digging into the topic of how to be a good patron, and I hope I encourage you in your journey from fan to patron. Until next episode, please remember, great music doesn't just happen. So get involved. Good Patron Podcast is proud to be a part of UTR Media, an independent, listener-supported, nonprofit ministry in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, be found online at utrmedia.org.